on this week's GTA 6 O'Clock. Rockstar's updated TNCs and what they mean, plus underground caves, ghost ships, Atlantis, and GTA 6's Mount Chiliad mystery. It's all here on this week's GTA 6 O'Clock. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of GTA 6 O'Clock. First up, you might have recognised a slight tweak to our intro there. Uh, that was sent in by 2MintBR on Twitter. Thank you very much for giving us that and allowing us to use it. We think it's great, which is why it's now opening this episode and probably future episodes. Also, housekeeping notes, Dan. We are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All of the old episodes should be up there now, and then every episode going forward will be released on those platforms at the same time as this YouTube video, we hope. Uh, so if you're listening on there, welcome. Please leave us a star rating. Do you do star ratings on everything? Is it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? Probably. Let's say yes. Uh, five, five out of five stars is the top one. That's also how many stars you can get in GTA Wanted level. So, you know, that'd be nice if we got that. On to today's episode. Uh, I should probably welcome you first, Dan. Hello. Hello. There you go. Dan's here. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at some of the strange and unsolved events uh, and locations that Rockstar could base GTA 6's version of the Mount, a Mount Chiliad-style mystery around. So lots of exciting speculation, theories, uh, unexplainable events coming up, which are some of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, but just before we get into that, a couple of news bits to cover first. And Rockstar have updated their TNCs, Dan, and we're going to just have a quick look at what this could mean. So everyone would have got an email a couple of days ago if you're signed up to the Rockstar servers and the Rockstar community, which says, Dear Rockstar Games community member, we're writing to let you know that some upcoming changes to our legal terms of service, these changes will take effect on February the 28th, 2024, so next month. As part of these changes, we'll be consolidating our existing terms of service and end-user license agreements into a single new term of service that will govern the use of Rockstar's products and services going forward. In addition, our new terms of service will also more clearly detail, and this might be the interesting bit, Yeah. Expectations with regards to acceptable user-generated content, communications, and behavior, as well as our rights to monitor and moderate the same in order to maintain an experience founded upon safety, respect, and fair play. So, reading between the lines there, Dan, what do you think that bit of that statement could mean? That particular part of the statement is clearly, like it says, it's all about the way people behave and Rockstar getting everyone to sign up to a terms of fair play that means it's much easier probably to ban you. And then the other side of it is the UGC you create within GTA 6, and let's see how flexible that is and what it becomes, and we can talk about that in more detail. It's Rockstar setting out their ownership rights to that. Very top line, just to zoom completely out with all of this, I, like you, received this email from Rockstar, and I, like you, sign a lot of terms of service agreements across all my various things I'm signed up to. And um, they're bewildering and lengthy. And I think everyone relies on you not reading them. Uh, now, 
we've read a lot of these terms of service, but I would I would be lying if I said I understood every single point and every single bit of fine detail. So I think some of this will be smoked out as people in the community look at it more. But just to say, I think essentially Rockstar, what they're really doing is making things simpler. Where mm. they used to have effectively two terms of service. They had one terms of service that was very directly about how you play GTA Online and another document like an EULA which affected software that you would use in relation to Rockstar's products which was things like the GTA editor or the modding tools. Now they're just trying to remove the complication and bring in it all under one set of agreements so like the non-conspiratorial way to look at it is just to say they're making life easier and less complex and cleaning house ahead of GTA 6. They have did similar recently when they acquired 5M, the role-playing servers. Yeah. They sent out a new legal terms of service. Now, if you're in that community, you know, please do reach out to us and, you know, we, we, we should do an episode on, on 5M in the future and talk about how the community has changed, if at all, since Rockstar acquired it. But there is debate within that community about the new terms of service and some people don't like the new terms of service. Now, exactly why I feel like I'm wading out, you know, I've got my waders on, but I'm actually in over my neck several thousand times too deep. So that's not my place to start talking about. But I'm aware that some people find it contentious. Okay. Now, to root right back to GTA 6, what does this mean for, well, first of all, for behavior, stop being a dick. That's pretty <laughs> clear. Like, they just, you know, one of one of the complaints... Of, of GTA Online is that it's full of, and this is if you go on Rockstar Support's Twitter, uh, when they announced this a day or two ago, or depending when you're listening to this, one of the first people are saying, will you please start actually banning cheaters and spammers and people who are hacking and cheating the system? So I think Rockstar have got you more bangs to rights if everyone has signed the same terms of service and those terms of service are much more explicit in what they can and can't do. And if that might allow you to insta-ban you or whatever the you know the protocol is, that makes it easier for Rockstar to create a nice ecosystem without, unfortunately, without terrible people ruining yeah. it, right? And then the other side of this is UGC and how this expands the GTA 6. Now, like, what do we think, James? Like, how do we think, how could UGC grow? I mean, this is such a bit, it's almost another episode. Yeah. How could UGC expand or be a bigger thing in GTA 6? Well, there's a specific bit of this, as you quite rightly mentioned, very long now, like terms of service document that relates to UGC, uh, which I can read um, and then we can see if we understand it. Uh, so their statement on this that you will have to sign up for uh, in the next month or so says the company welcomes input from the gaming community. Good. That's a tick. Um, but then by agreeing to this, you hereby grant the company an exclusive, perpetual, irrevocative, fully transferable and sub-licensable worldwide right to license to and use any submissions you submit to the company of any nature whatsoever, whether through a posting on a company website, email to the company, mail or any other means and without any obligation to account, credit or make any payment to you for any use thereof. No purported reservation of rights incorporated in or any or accompanying any submission shall have any force or effect. So that is essentially saying <laughs> anything that you make, create, post anywhere 
using Rockstar's software can belong to them uh, and they can own it and you can't say, hey, I've made this thing, Rockstar, please give me $100 because by signing this agreement, they don't have to do that and they don't even have to credit you. They can just post it natively on their platforms, uh, yeah. which I think is, uh, which is not what they're going to do probably, but it's for things like when we saw the Rockstar Social Club when you could upload screenshots and you had like a user account and you could, you know, they were just posted onto the web and you could then link to them and say, hey, check out my picture. It's for things like that, I think, for being able to just say anything you make technically belongs to Rockstar, but we're going to let you post it on other places. But we just don't have to tell you that we're doing that. We'll just, you know, you don't have to say... I've submitted this picture every time because you've already signed this agreement. They can just go, and here's a website full of pictures that people have done. Uh, so I don't feel that these, you know, I think these are pretty standard conditions. Um, it could relate to user-generated, like, player clips that they're creating for, like, the in-game social media clips we saw in the trailer. There is a world in which those are user-generated, which then become part of the narrative in the game, you know, if, if you make a little clip that, that they then could take that clip, repurpose it into a social media post that then everybody in the world could see while scrolling through Twitter or whatever they end up calling it uh, in GTA 6. Could be for that, but could also be just very standard and we're just, you know, reading too far between the lines. Yeah, and in an episode where we're about to launch into conspiracy yes. theories, um, of course, people see something sinister in a proclamation like this. I think broadly, it's about leveling the playing field and creating simplification. Uh, and Rockstar just want to assert their right to do things with things created within the thing they created. It, it's as simple as that. But I would urge anyone who's listening today, who's either like a super active GTA Online player who's really involved with the modding tools or someone who's involved with the 5M community or anyone really who feels like these terms of service give them pause or they've got a genuine cause for concern because they understand this in a way that I truthfully don't, please ask us in the questions, in the comments of this episode. We can loop back round to it and start you know, poking holes in this because it is quite a complex issue. Uh, and it's, it's a similar thing to what's happened with when they changed the 5M terms of service. There, there was a petition that did the rounds uh, on change.org, which is called Urge Rockstar Games to Reconsider Their Terms of Service Changes Affecting CFX and 5M. Uh, now, they, they are seeking a thousand signatures for their next goal, and they have 924. Oh. So globally, you can see the sort of scale of, it, you know, for that community, it probably feels like a really big thing, but globally, it's small, yeah. inverted commas, but still 900 people who feel annoyed by what Rockstar have changed. So if you're part of that community, please educate us. Let us know. We can talk in more. We can be an advocate for what's being said. You know, maybe maybe we don't agree with you, but like uh, Rockstar have got a very complex situation on their hands. Final thing I wanted to say on this as a sidebar is without knowing what Rockstar are going to do in terms of uh, customization and UGC it's just worth flagging we do live in a world where imagery has never been easier to make or to fake uh, with the growth of AI now obviously if Rockstar if everything in GTA 6 is created with in-house tools Rockstar control that walled garden and there's no risk 
But if they had any kind of customization that allow you to say import images or video or anything that allows you to bring in stuff from outside, you're then essentially introducing contagion from AI, so to speak, you know, images created through AI. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes an absolute apocalypse. So yeah. I don't imagine they would do that for that reason, but it's just worth flagging that AI has changed is changing the landscape for legal permissions and the way social media looks at images. And, you know, there's a lot of other areas to spin off from this. Yeah, and I mean, you know, not just AI either, I guess. You know, like real humans can also put together some pretty terrible images if oh, they want to. for so, sure, um, for sure. It's just easier to say terrible things to AI and get them to build it for you. But, like, yes. people have a long... You know, even, even at the level of... I'm laughing as I say this. I was I was driving the other day and I was thinking, is it just me or do I see less people drawing uh, male huangs on dirty cars than I used to? Wow. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a thought that is to have and, while just driving along in your car. And do you know what I also thought? I thought it's, this is probably a piece of economic modelling where you could... Based by nations in where you live, what geographical postcodes or zip codes have the highest concentration of male huangs drawn on dusty cars as a, as a measure of, like, is that some kind of economic measure? These are the thoughts I have, James, all the time. Mm. I mean, I guess it's also an economic measure of how often people are cleaning their cars. Sure, or exactly. how much it's raining. So it's a, it's a measure of dustiness and people's <laughs> propensity to draw a huang on somebody's car. So like this, there's probably a lot of it, you know, anyway, this is sidebar, sidebar. It's a measure of how I think. I don't think Rockstar are worried about this, but here's the thing. Rockstar, let me draw a huang on a dusty car in GTA 6. <laughs> well, they're not going to because you've now signed the ah, <laughs> terms, so of service, the terms of service. Saying right. that you're going to be nice. There we go. Um, but yeah, and I think I think yeah, as you say, all of that stuff probably like we could do a whole episode on it. Uh, much like I think we could do another whole episode on some of the things we're about to talk about and uh, some of the other missions that we think are coming up. But as Dan says, if you've got any thoughts, please get in touch in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter at GTA Vo Clock. Uh, we do read all of the comments and all of the things. We can't get back to everyone. There's quite a lot of them. But we do read them all, and we really appreciate it. So moving on then to what might be one of the my favorite things that we're going to talk about so far in this series. Um, and it is the potential of a Mount Chiliad-style mystery within GTA 6 uh, and what that could look like. So... It would seem to me that GTA 6 is going to be much more realistic and grounded in reality than I think maybe any of the other GTA games. Like, it just feels like it's so ingrained in Miami and uh, Florida culture that they wouldn't lean into some of the real-life mysteries and put them in the game. Um, So we're going to look at some of the things of what a possible mystery could look like, just in case... And I can't think there's anyone listening to this that doesn't know what the Mount Chiliad mystery was. But just in case you don't, or you need a reminder, because you know some people might not have played that game for it's ten years. It's been ten years. <laughs> um, the Mount Chiliad mystery was like a series of markings scattered around Mount Chiliad in GTA V, which was the largest mountain in San Andreas. It relates to a mural at the top, which had markings on it of like a UFO, alien eggs a man in what looked like uh, a jetpack, 
and it leads you to at the top of the mountain there's like uh, words saying return when your story is 100% complete if you do that you complete the game you get 100% completion you're back up there at 3am at night and it is raining a UFO will appear and it's very exciting uh, it wasn't the only UFO in GTA 5 there were others scattered around yeah. the map which we managed to find uh, by doing various things flying over certain locations but it was a lengthy mystery that went on for ages had loads of new findings obviously started in 2013 when the game came out and i would say is arguably the largest myth in the entire gta myth community would that be fair there's not a bigger mystery than the match no, it's the byword for mysteries and myths within there, there have been things like the bigfoot and various other things that across the years were interesting but nothing to rival mount chiliad and i guess because the chiliad one was never solved in air quotes. Yeah, and even ma- though maybe it was. because it was unsolvable. Um, there's yeah. also that side to it. But, you know, that's the, that's, that's the beauty of all conspiracies. You can dangle them, but you don't necessarily ever... Have to, providing the answer in a way, the finality of it makes it less exciting and less of a mystery. So. Which is why it was so genius. Yeah. Like, put a thing in that you literally can't solve in the game and people will talk about it forever. And, yeah, I think by now it feels like it's it, it clearly doesn't work in the way we thought it did work it's been over 10 years. So I... I give up hope on that being a thing. Yeah, uh, until we talk to more people who have worked on that game and we bug them until they tell us exactly uh, what it was for, we probably won't find out. Uh, Obviously, GTA V had, you know, like the 50 letter scraps you had to collect, which led to the murder mystery, had hidden packages. GTA IV had pigeons. Vice City had hidden packages. I would imagine GTA VI will have those kind of things in it as well, like things... 50 or 100 things to collect in some one form or another uh, as well as the classic stunt jumps and that that kind of stuff but this is related to bigger things wider mysteries Uh, so I'm going to throw a few things out at you Dan Uh, I think we might have to go back to the Rockstar boardroom to see if these are approved uh, game inclusions Mm. or not Um, so prepare yourself for that Uh, I'm going to start off with like a fun one that I think is going to happen. So these are all real life things that happen uh, or people report to happen in Florida, which I think we might see in GTA 6. So the Everglades ghost ship, I'm already on board. So this, uh, according to legends, the Everglades ghost ship was originally a pirate vessel in the 18th or 19th century, which targeted a merchant ship to pillage. The merchant ship led the pirate ship on a lengthy chase and was finally caught in Cape Florida. And the pirates were so incensed that they made every man aboard walk the plank to their death in a murky swamp. Having been forced to watch the slaughter of the crew, the wife of the skipper reportedly cursed the pirates and immediately an enormous tidal wave dragged the pirate ship inland. To this day is doomed to roam the twisting waterways and labyrinthian swamplands of the Everglades, searching for a way back to the sea. Natives, locals and hunters have all reported seeing the spectre of a rusted ship wandering aimlessly through the depths of the swamps. Of course they have. They have. That all happens. I mean, clearly that that uh, the wife said it and a tidal wave came in. That seems exceedingly plausible. She cursed the ship, Dan. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Now it's, it's a curse. I mean, it's that straightforward. Of course the wave. Siri, activate wave. Like, <laughs> come on. Come on. Well, all right. Some of this, 
may be speculative and some sure. of it probably is grounded in something that happened but to me this feels like a like a world event that could happen very occasionally or after a series of like prerequisites yeah that have filled in you know like the gta 5 uh ghost of lenora johnson that happened on the cliffs yeah like at 11 p.m she spawned in by 12 midnight she was gone you had to be up in the mountains actually all related to the in-game murder of her um it's these type of things that i think you would see like it's the kind of thing i can see on a forum post of someone going have you seen the ghost ship in uh the uh the marshlands yeah and everyone will go what are you talking about and people will go and try and replicate and it won't happen and then it will turn out that oh actually if you're there on a full moon and it's raining at 5 a.m you can see a glimpse through the trees kind of thing yeah, this make, this is fun. And I think we know that the Everglades are in GTA 6. We've seen images of that, you know, the what do you call them, the fan boat speeder thing going mm-hmm. along. It, it's exactly what you say. I could imagine it being something that accidentally triggers that you happen to be in the Everglades at 3 a.m. What's that behind the bushes? Fiddle DD, it's a, gr- it's a green ghost ship. Um, that that would be great, and so I think good. just something that, you know, there's a certain set of not that easy conditions to trigger that lead to it. It's a fun throwaway thing. Yeah, why not? Approved. Brilliant. Oh, good. I'm glad that one got in. Uh, yeah. Now, obviously, that one isn't a like Mount Chiliad-style level of stuff. I think this is just something that will will pop up. The next one, <laughs> the next one might not get through because uh, it isn't really a mystery. But I wanted to mention the Monkey Jungle, uh, mostly because I like saying the words Monkey Jungle. Uh, but this is to the south of Miami. Uh, or our version, Vice City, towards the Everglades. And it's a 30-acre wildlife park established in 1933 for the exhibition and study of endangered monkeys living in a semi-natural habitat. Uh, Florida's monkey jungle draws in many visitors and is is houses 400 primates in 30 different species, including orangutans, gibbons, howlers and more. Now, before the boardroom gets too upset with this, I know it's not a mystery, (laughs) but I would be shocked if the monkey jungle wasn't in the game. It's right in the location we know that Vice City is going to be set. Why wouldn't you put the monkey jungle in? Or indeed, why would you put it in? What would you do? I mean, I guess why, you know, what would you do? Would it be a thing that people go, is it like a tourist attraction that's active? A more fun twist on it might be, it's the forbidden abandoned monkey jungle where secretly 300 monkeys live underground and emerge at night to perform weird monkey ritual things. I mean, that would be more funny. Um, I mean, the sadist or might go in with a machine gun and try and kill all the monkeys. I mean, that would be humanitarian, you know, disastrous, yes. right? But um, yeah, that would be fun. It's, it's a fun thing to put in. Like, would I put it above, let's say... Disney World or Mara Lego? No, uh, but but would I welcome it being in? Yes, yes. So uh, cautious approval, uh, subject to the completion of Mara Lego in Disneyland. Please. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I just like it's a good way I think to get uh, some more unique wildlife in the game. Well, uh, monkeys. The mon- many breeds of monkeys. The monkeys like could escape. How do you feel about that as a as a plot point? And then and then the monkey jungle is uh, vacant, so you can walk around it, but you can't shoot any of the monkeys because they've been let out. 
anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose there could be a, a game where you get a net and catch apes who have escaped, some kind of ape escape game. Oh, we're going back to, yeah. what was that, PS2 era? <laughs> yeah, uh, so, but yeah, that's that's quite weird. That's quite weird. So I, Although I can see that. There were many mini-games within the world of GTA, and some of them are a bit insane. Like GTA 5 one when Michael took the drugs and you had to shoot all the aliens. Although, were they, were they clowns? I can't quite remember. No, that's what, that actually was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It's, it wouldn't be un, unheard of to go, oh, for this bit you have a net and you have to catch 30 monkeys. But again, you might go darts, cards, drug hallucinogenic <laughs> game. Uh, what, hang, uh, Boss, hang on. Um, what about the game I pitched where uh, we catch a thousand monkeys in a giant net? Yeah, 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 that's on the list. So, yeah, that's on the list. All right. Okay. Well, then let's let's go back to something that that might be uh, a bit more grounded in reality. Then there are the underground caves of the Florida Caverns State Park have been described as like an alien world. <laughs> now, I think in real life this is too far north uh, in terms of like where it is on the map. Like it's really, really at the like north west. A bit of the state line, I think. So it's probably not going to be in, but I think it's too good an opportunity to miss. Were Rockstars who have discovered some information about it and decided to move it, like I think it's fine. So for this, you'd go down some steps when you enter the caverns. Got to take a few moments to become acclimatized to the dimly lit environment of around 65 degrees temperature down there all year round. Uh, you can go and see uh, dozens of cave rooms. You can learn about the cave's history, early uses, interesting geological formations, and stalactites, stalagmites, columns, flowstones. You may occasionally encounter animals that inhabit the cave, such as bats, mice, cave crickets. Don't know what they are. They don't sound fun. Salamanders. They do sound fun. Cave spiders. Nope. And the occasional snake or frog. And then you conclude what you can go on a tour basically so you conclude the tour by walking up some more steps into a hardwood forest where you go back to the visitor center this whole thing of an underground cave system reminds me of like there were some caves in red dead redemption 2 like northeast of valentine like near mm. donna falls where you found like a small opening in the rocks which led you into a bigger cave complex where there were stone statues inside that you had to then turn solve a puzzle got you some gold this is obviously a bit more, a bit bigger and a bit more like a tourist attraction, but I can see them putting in somewhere an underground set of caves underneath, you know, Leonida, where you can go and find mysterious things. I think this would be a good setting for a kind of murals on the wall. Mm. hieroglyphics mm. scrawled everywhere kind of mystery for us to start solving that's right maybe that's where the last of the monkeys is hiding when you've got your net you have to go <laughs> into the underground caves and there he is behind a particularly pesky stalactite um, I, th I think this is actually quite fun because it, it creates a zone that's geographically unlike anything else in the game it could be potentially a lighting showcase it's like a graphics and visual showcase so that's quite fun uh, you know, you could take it to a, a, an even more preposterous extreme where uh, were the cave to be sufficiently smooth and bumpy, uh, I would want to take the skateboard they're surely including in GTA 6 right. into the cave. I mean, that's just me fantasizing, probably not. Uh, that would be really fun. 
Um, yeah, I, I think this is quite a cute thing in terms of it being a, a geographical diversion, and there's some precedent with Red Dead. So, you know, whether it's a full uh, to make it really exciting, it would be more like a full blown, very vertical up and down yeah. cave system. My one key question, though, is uh, and I, I do this to everyone to put them on the spot: stalactites up or down? Down. Do you know how you remember that? It's weird because tights go down is the phrase that I got taught in school. Uh, stalagmites go up, stalactites go down. Every day is a school day and James is correct. I had to Google it because after all these years on the earth, I still don't know. Well, you can use my little rhyme and then you'll remember every time. Tights now. go down. I don't know what, I don't know why they teach us that in school. It's a bit of a weird thing to, uh, to it's best not. People, it's best but... not to think about it too long or hard, yeah, I think. There we go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think this would be having had the Mount Chiliad mystery at the top of a mountain, to flip that, like literally around and go down into like the depths of a cave for a mystery. I think it would be really fun, and as you say, it would be a great place to just separate it from the rest of the game. I think that would, that could be really cool. Along similar lines, there is a uh, place called Devil's Den, which is a prehistoric spring. Uh, this one apparently doesn't get enough time to shine and is one of the most unique natural wonders in Florida. It's just outside of our predicted map area. Uh, so, again, would have to move. Uh, but it's a prehistoric spring with a collapsed roof located inside a 33 million year old cave. It's 54 feet deep. It's mainly used for scuba diving and snorkeling. It's got turquoise blue waters. Sounds lovely. Um, and they have found things in there like fossils and artifacts dating back for over 10,000 years. Those kind of things have been discovered within the cave. Now, old mysteries and places like that are great for conspiracy theories and for hiding big mysteries. So I could see this kind of thing just being, you know, being a location on the map somewhere that someone just comes across and is like, oh, there's a massive drop down into a big cave. I'm not sure this would be a setting of a bigger Mount Chiliad style mystery, but I think it'll be a fun point of interest to go and find on the map. I will only add that I agree. Oh, another one approved from the Rockstar well, boardroom. I mean, I agree at a lower priority than many other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay, let's see if, if the next one strikes, strikes a chord with you. The Bimini Road mystery. Uh, unearthing Atlantis. What the heck? One of the biggest straight, mysteries. Straight to the top of the list. <laughs> um, Sorry, so, monkeys. In the shallow waters of North Bimini Island, which is off the coast of Florida, uh, in 1968, three divers came across neatly orderly fashioned formation of limestone blocks, some of them four metres in length, reminiscent of a paved road stretching almost half a mile. And for decades, this has been the epicentre of one of the most baffling mysteries of underwater archaeology. And one of those theories is, could this road be the start of the path to the mythical lost city of Atlantis? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see how much time Rockstar have less to explore it. Uh, the, you know, this again is, is fabulous. And I think this sort of mystery, in line with the one we haven't discussed, it's the obvious one, the Bermuda Triangle, that we will... Uh, these feel like more exciting things to explore. I guess, I, again, with my 
if you were the person at Rockstar who has to create this game that's a technical miracle with impossible ambitions with a team of a thousand across a decade, it's just how high up you can dedicate resources to building something utterly fantastical. But I would I would find this more exciting than even my skateboard cave. Okay. Or, or the monkey zoo. So But do you so do you think like let's I think there's a a way to say that the road might exist like in the ocean somewhere if of course we can explore the oceans like we could in GTA five. I'm assuming that's gonna continue and you can go off exploring the depths. But do you think something like Atlantis is too fantastical for a GTA game or for GTA 6 that seems to be a bit more grounded in reality? I mean, look, I've seen CJ fly into the grove on a jetpack. <laughs> so, okay. so I felt like reality left the building in no uncertain terms at that point. I, I would also say that actually that did feel not so much jumping the shark as it like you know igniting the jetpack it just wasn't it, it felt a bit weird and i guess it was right at the end of san andreas so you sort of forgave it mm-hmm. uh four was a much more grounded and realistic game five well certainly online turned into something ludicrous for six maybe like maybe it's better to do it like like you were saying a tease not a resolution so you might have like a section of the ocean floor that looks like a road that people will go, where's this road? But it doesn't seem to go anywhere. You know, you don't have to show Atlantis. You yeah. can just show the road to Atlantis. And then people will go online like us and Google it and go, could it be the road to Atlantis? Is there a way to get there? Answer no. Because, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, if you're the people, that, you know, if you're going through your task list as an animator at Rockstar, and once you've done like the six million person car, everything animations, there's build the fable city of Atlantis. Yeah. Were the, were the glass on the building not triple sheeted, you'd be throwing yourself out. Well, yeah, I guess it could be the... I mean, that's in a reflection of real life would be give them the road, but don't actually give them the Yeah, result, exactly, right? exactly. It, it could be the, the Mount Chiliad, literally the Mount Chiliad mystery. Put the road there, everyone will think Atlantis is in there somewhere, and then never put it in. And then, Genius. And then, you know, they, they, they will be talking about the single-player Atlantis DLC in 2037 or whatever it will be. Well, I'm, yeah, okay. well, I'm glad so far that one seems to be the one that's most exciting, but also could be a, a bit more of a stretch. So the final one, obviously the big one, we're here, the Bermuda Triangle. Is it going to be in the game? So for anyone outside of, of Florida or who hasn't looked into, you know, mysteries and aviation <laughs> mysteries and things, the Bermuda Triangle is a section of the North Atlantic Ocean in North America where more than 50 ships and 20 aeroplanes are said to have mysteriously disappeared. The boundaries aren't universally agreed upon, but it basically goes from Florida to Bermuda and then to the Greater Antilles Islands. It makes a a triangle, basically. Uh, Although theories of supernatural causes of these disappearances are abound, geophysical and environmental factors are most likely responsible. Disagree. It's definitely supernatural. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a hypothesis that pilots failed to account for the agonic line, which is uh, a place at which there is no need to compensate for magnetic compass variations as they approach the Bermuda Triangle, resulting in significant navigational error and catastrophe. Uh, Another popular theory is that missing vessels were failed by so-called rogue waves. Now, if you think about the mystery we talked about earlier with the lady and the pirate ship, uh, these rogue waves 
are massive waves that can reach heights of up to 30.5 meters and would theoretically be powerful enough to destroy all evidence of a ship or an aeroplane. The Bermuda Triangle is located in an area of the Atlantic Ocean where storms from multiple directions can converge, making rogue waves more likely to occur. Now, there's been loads of theories about the Bermuda Triangle. There's obviously been loads of reports of things going missing, planes flying off in the wrong direction, boats crashing and that kind of thing. I think you'd be hard-pressed to, uh, in this day and age, not know a little bit about something that happened around the Bermuda Triangle. If this exists in the game, which I feel like it probably, uh, in some form, might, do you think, Dan, that it could be used as a way to keep you from flying too far away from the coast. It would be a very easy thing to just, it could even like blip you back somewhere and they could be like, oh, Bermuda Triangle did it. Or it could just turn you around. Like you think you're flying north and actually you're flying south. Actually, that's the wrong direction. You think you're flying east and actually you're flying back west towards the coast. Or, and or, I guess, if it is gonna be in the game, could it be an indication that we might be traveling to Cuba, the Bahamas, even like Nassau? We do know that Rockstar like to feature locations that are away from the main map at times. So like, mm. you know, we had North Yankton, we had uh, Guama in Red Dead 2, which I think is one of the greatest sections of any Rockstar game, uh, just because it was so different. Like the jungle there, I think indicated uh, just something that Rockstar was experimenting with and like can we make a lush jungle environment uh, and obviously they can and there's a chance that we could go back there in GTA 6 because it is sort of just south of Florida uh, or it could be another tropical island like Nassau which if you've seen Black Sails it's a very popular location for pirates and a great place to set a mystery so Bermuda Triangle plus Nassau, does it mean that we're going to have other islands? Lots of questions there. What do you think? So I guess to root it in existing GTA lore a little bit, fans have long speculated about and fantasised about the existence of the Bermuda Triangle in GTA. So even going back to GTA Vice City, there were people on message forums discussing the idea that oh, the Bermuda Triangle is in Vice City. If you fly out to the edge of the map, you lose control of the plane and you crash. Uh, the skies start to go green. Now, truthfully, this stuff felt more like edge of the map glitchy stuff than an actual Bermuda Triangle. Uh, fans tried to resurrect this theory for GTA V, the idea that, you know, once you reach the horizon, something weird happens to your plane. None of it feels very tangible. This is Rockstar's opportunity to make that a thing, a real thing, like you say, and I think that's exciting. Like, I personally would like it to be, uh, like, say, a triangulation within the map, where if you hit a certain spot at a certain time, it might be you just get thrown to another part of the map. So you, you're in your, your plane or your chopper, and then suddenly you appear, oh, look, I'm up in the north of Miami, or here I am over here, what what the hell has happened? To make that super, super, super interesting, that might be every time you go in, it's like a roulette wheel. You get a different location every time you do it. It might be once every hundred times you do it, or based on a certain set of conditions, something super weird happens. Now, I would either say, if you wanted to make the most amazing and ridiculous Easter egg, I would throw you into 
not just a different location, but a different time. And that's oh, wow. something, you know, and that's something that, that sounds ridiculous, but if you watched uh, a new film starring a famous adventurer, that's actually a plot device. Spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a plot device. And um, yeah, so you're like, oh, right, they could do that. And then if you really want to make a Easter eggy, I would throw people back to a sectioned off zone of a Red Dead map. Oh, I was about really, to say that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Imagine right? flying a plane over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. How good would that be? And you meet John Marston. I mean, that would be insane. It'd be amazing, right? But it's not going to happen. But it's it would be amazing. Yeah. And and the, the Bermuda Triangle gives you that carte blanche to do something preposterous, and really exciting. So I would say, like, if you're going to do anything, do that. Like, allow yourself to go through time as well as through space. Right. So so, <laughs> to recap. We're not building Atlantis, but what we yeah. are doing yeah. is recreating time and space or the red a section of the Red Dead map for a one in what could be a million chance that a player will go and do all the right things. Yeah, and when you put it like that, it doesn't sound like it's a great use of resources, but <laughs> how cool would it be? And to come back to the point you did make, which is interesting, there have been locations like North Yankton or even when you fly back to... Um, Liberty City in one of the previous games. It's like you, you go back. I think it's San Andreas. You go back there, right? But you don't actually travel there in the way you normally would. It doesn't like There's not a physical connection between those two places. No. You travel to a point, and then it's effectively a cutscene, and you get taken to the other place, and then you get pushed back. That's like a cheat code to do pocket locations. So you could do a pocket location thing for Red Dead where you're in your chopper, but then when you emerge the other GTA side... For GTA 6, you mean, yeah, not Red in Dead. Yeah, in GTA 6, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. emerge the other side and you're on foot and you're in the world of Red Dead. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, but you're in someone else's body and you're like, what the hell has happened? Like, that would be... You could do that in a way that's actually resource possible. A crazy, crazy Easter egg. I mean, look, this is so unlikely to happen. And I'm sure... But I, well, I, well, I think the fun thing is, and this is why we're throwing it around, at the, in sometime in the last 10 to 13 years when they've been brainstorming Rockstar, they'd have had a day or two where they'd have said, let's just talk about crazy things we can stick in there. And I wonder if something like this has come up. And if the two of us have thought about it, I'm willing to bet someone at Rockstar had ideas as crazy as this. And then the producer went, you're all mad. <laughs> get get out. Uh, build some more cars, please. But I think that would be exciting. And I think the practical way to do it would be that. You just make a really constrained area. You come in, you do a set of conditions, you pop out again. That would be super fun. It's got a precedent. There's games like, uh, you know, games like even like Metal Gear Solid had a section where uh, when Snake fell asleep in a prison, he emerged in a mini game where he was a character holding swords called something like Doc Savage. And, he, and that was actually Konami testing a completely different game. It was like a sort of five minute mini game where you slash people with swords. That wasn't Metal Gear. You know, it's not very Rockstar, but it's a thing you could do could do you've actually speaking of that reminded me of a character in red dead 2 called francis sinclair who uh, is a pretty minor character but is in a like a stranger side mission who uh, if you believe the theories is actually a time traveler uh, so there whack, are, whack, whack. so you know in your crazy theory of going through a portal Maybe you become him in Red Dead and you're there going, you know, waxing lyrical about, oh, I've come from 2023 or well, maybe 2020s, depending on when they actually set the game. 
uh, and you walk around a, a tiny bit of like a village before you're like sucked back into the future. I mean, look, this is obviously fantastical, but is there a point where Rockstar start to make their universe more coherent in a way that, say, Alan Wake and there's a Remedy universe and there's a consistency across games and titles? I think there's an appeal for Rockstar to do that, to bring the worlds of, of Red Dead and GTA together, which, to my knowledge, they've never formally done. Like, I remember when we used to do Red Dead 2 o'clock, one of my favourite theories was always that one of the towns you visit was like the founding steps yeah. of Liberty City or yeah. something, you know, or, or a, another town that exists in GTA. Um, I didn't finish it, so I don't believe, but I don't believe that to be true, right? But that would be a really cool thing, you know, if they created those kind of time uh, links between their, their games. Yeah, they've definitely said that they exist within the same HD universe. Uh, and obviously the locations are referenced, like and the different cities are referenced in different games and things, but there hasn't been like a a through line that immediately connects say you know red dead to gta 6 or that kind of thing so it would be it would be a way for them to do it uh, i think we've probably gone down a bit of a, a speculative rabbit hole but the existence yes. of the bermuda triangle in the game i think is very very likely in one form or another Right, Dan, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Bit of a fun one this week. Uh, lots of speculations, but I hope that you've enjoyed some of our chats. Uh, if you have anything you want us to cover or any questions, please put them in the comments below. Get in touch on Twitter at GTA V O'Clock. We've got some questions from the community, which we will address uh, in next week's episode or a future episode. There's also a load of things I found out while doing this, which I think would relate to like strangers and freaks missions. Uh, yeah. Lots of actual people and things that we can talk about that I think you'll discover within the world. Uh, we've got lots of plans for future episodes, including at some stage going back and revisiting our prediction episode from five years ago and seeing just how close we were. Uh, so all of that to come. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, as we say, please get in touch if you've got anything you'd like us to cover. And we will see you next Wednesday at 6 o'clock for another GTA 6 o'clock. <laughs>